0: This is Healing Justice, a podcast bridging conversations at the intersection of collective healing and social change. And as Susan Raffo said to me when I met with her the week before this podcast launched in Minneapolis, this really is a virtual healing justice practice space. My name is Kate Warning, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast, which has now become a collective effort with so many people sharing their voices and their support and participation. And for that reason, we're taking a pause this week for me to bring you a unique kind of episode that I am calling Notes from the Field. I'm bringing you this episode today partially because my friend Helen asked me a question when we were recording the If Not Now episode that you may have listened to about using song and culture building in the Jewish resistance. And Helen asked me what I have been learning, what I have been observing um, from talking to so many people in this field. And that's a question that actually came up again just tonight um, when I met uh, Jose Arriola, who is the founder of the Undocu Healing Project and doing other amazing work at the intersection of social justice and healing. And Jose also asked me, You know, what are the patterns that I'm seeing? And it hadn't occurred to me as much to share my voice with you, my thoughts with you. You hear me a lot already. You might hear me plenty um, since I'm present in every conversation. But there is a difference between being present and actually calling upon one's own wisdom and reflection to share something from the heart. And so I am here today to do that with you in this segment, Notes from the Field, to check in on what I've been learning and observing as I talk to folks. And I'll be interested to hear back from y'all what you've been observing in your corner of observation and participation in this vast ecosystem of healing and justice work. So the first thing that I want to share with you is that a learning that was a hunch that has been confirmed and confirmed and confirmed so far with this podcast is that the hunger for this intersection is real. The hunger is real. I have been so impacted by how quickly the response to this podcast has grown. There have already been 50,000 downloads of the podcast. 50,000, y'all. We only started a few months ago. And that is not an indication of anything in particular other than the hunger for this conversation is real. And I want to share a couple specific stories because I feel like it's wrong to hoard them. They're so beautiful. Um, Of folks who have been impacted by Uh, this conversation and are sharing back um, their deep need and resonance for this work. So the first one is an incredible human that has been doing organizing work and is a meditator and shared a story about being really, really engaged during Occupy and actually going through a psychotic break during Occupy. Um, During kind of rapid action, prolonged action, and ended up feeling like there was a choice between being engaged in organizing for social justice and preserving her own mental health. And when I heard her talk about this, my heart just broke. I mean, what a tough choice. And so for the past several years, she's been choosing her mental health. And thank goodness. I mean, if that's the choice, there's no good choice there. Um, But she talks about how this podcast and this kind of people doing work at this intersection are giving her hope that actually that isn't a choice that she has to make, and that actually there is a way to participate in our movements for change and support herself in the ways that she needs to for her own well-being. So that's the first story that really impacts me. Um, A couple other things that people have written in. One person says, I was skeptical, and then I listened to the intro, and this podcast spoke my mind into language so eloquent I was afraid. I'm so excited that there are communities of folks doing the work that I thought I was fighting in isolation. And that has been another feedback that has been so strong. So many of y'all have written in and said, in my community, in my organization, in my rural area, in my state, in my country, I have been trying to do this work of bringing healing and, um, you know, relationship and looking at the way we be together as part of our organizing into the conversation, and. I have just struggled, like I have felt alone, and I am so excited to tell you, 50,000 other people with you at least, (laughs) we are in this together, and so such, such, such a theme around isolation and finding one another. Another person writes in, I found this podcast at the beginning of what I thought was a crisis confronting what it means to be human and feeling discouraged by what it means to have infinite feelings in a finite body. I'm currently still in my crisis, but with the help of this podcast, I'm rebranding this as a moment of unlearning and uplifting, relearning and reviving. It's scary and painful, but I'm truly grateful to have found this community. Another person says, a year ago, I had never even heard the term trauma-informed, and as soon as I heard it, I started thinking about it in the context of my organizing. I was all the things that you discuss in the first episode. Burnt out doesn't even scratch the surface, on the verge of serious mental and physical instability. I want us to just take a breath with that for a moment. Because maybe some of us relate that sense of burnt out, not even scratching the surface, and being on the verge of serious instability physically, mentally. Some of our guests that have come on have already talked about some of the sacrifices that they made in terms of physical or mental health and the wake-up calls that those provided for them. And I want you to know that if you are feeling in that moment We are with you. We are with you. And everything about the dominant extractive culture here in this country is propelling you to get to that point. The amount of support that we need, the amount of togetherness and alternative that we need to swim upstream against that current of dominant culture is intense. And so if that is you, we welcome you. Not only do we welcome you, but we encourage you that there are so many other people asking these questions. We know that there are political directors of major, huge organizations and institutions that have been listening, institutions that would surprise you that are grappling with some of these questions. We know that People in the US, in the UK, Tunisia, South Africa, Mexico, around the world have been tuning in, and you are not alone. So the hunger is real. If you've been feeling alone in this work, you are not. And there's some other things I want to share with you, specific learnings that come out of the conversations with guests so far on the podcast. But before I do, I want to take a little moment to hear from some community voices. And this is one of my absolutely favorite things that we've been doing lately uh, a segment called Affirmations. Affirmations. So if you were wondering if you're walking into a, a healing space here, we're using words like affirmations to refer to our podcast segments. So you found your spot. <laughs> um, but there's like a very sweet and also very uh, kind of political and bold reason why we are using this segment affirmations. Um, One is that we want to uplift community voices and hear from y'all. And to hear from y'all about what you appreciate about one another. Who is doing this work that inspires you? That might be an individual or an organization, or it might be Um, Someone in your family or a physical support like nature or an animal in your life, a plant. Um, It might be a story or a certain kind of music or a a historical movement figure, Um, an author whose books you're reading. It really could be anything, but it is a political act for us to take the time to publicly acknowledge and give gratitude for our supports for the people and things that inspire us and fuel us. And it's an act of acknowledging interdependence, because we're saying, wow, I needed this thing, and it was there for me. right?" And that already is dismantling a culture of individualism. It's dismantling a culture of critique in organizing an activism space that can often be very destructive and um, makes people feel underappreciated, which is a huge factor leading to burnout in this work. And it's also a reclaim of our time, because on many podcasts, you'll hear advertising. um, And capitalist advertising is just not a choice that we are going to make here. It's a hard choice to not make because we really need resources to support this project. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But in the meantime, we are reclaiming that advertising space for showing love to our community through community-sourced affirmations. So if you're interested in submitting an affirmation for a future show, it's really easy. You use the voice memo app on your phone or whatever way you have to record that you prefer. You can record up to a minute of yourself sharing something in the affirmations. The only requirement is that you're not selling or hyping anything. You're really, truly sharing gratitude. Um, And you upload it via a form online that you can find by going to healingjustice.org and clicking on the upper right-hand menu that says Share an Affirmation. So you can fill it out there and submit it that way if you really don't want to hear your voice on air, which I tell you, I am so surprised. Everyone I talk to and invite to share an affirmation is saying that they don't like the sound of their own voice. we got to love ourselves, y'all. That includes our voices. Love, love, love our voices. We need them. This time needs your voice. So I encourage you to share your voice, even if you think you don't want to hear it. Uh, we want to hear it. and. Uh, An alternative, if you choose not to share your voice or if that's not an option for you, um, is that you can also submit something in writing and we'll read it on the show for you. So as another example, just to bring a smile to our faces, we're going to hear from two folks sharing affirmations this week. The first is Jacoby and the second is Audrey. So here's what they have to say.
1: I want to give a big shout out to the Buddhist Peace Fellowship um, who's been organizing for 30 years and now is doing some really radical work around racial justice and getting into complicated conversations um, about race but with loads of compassion and kindness and integrity and vulnerability and nobility. the Buddhist Peace Fellowship and the friends I've made there. Um, shout out to Zen and Dawn and Kate Johnson and Naz. Um, those relationships and the overall organization and framework are something that give me strength to continue waking up and trying to be what we know we need to be in, other, in order to have a different kind of world. This is Audrey. And I wanted to shout out my friend and family, Aya Folk, who I've been lucky enough to organize with since we were 15 years old. And Aya is a part of a group called API Resistance, which she helped found, um, which is a group of Asian and Pacific Islander people in DC who have come together to challenge anti-black racism, white supremacy, imperialism, capitalism. Um, They've organized a bunch of incredible actions, and I'm just so proud of all the work she puts in with them. Aya is also a reproductive justice advocate, a restaurant worker, a facilitator, and just one of the smartest and most thoughtful organizers I've ever gotten to work with. And I'm just so grateful that I've gotten to be on this journey with her, and thank you for giving me a platform to tell the world.
0: Thank you so much to Jacoby and Audrey for sharing that love. So I wanna share with you learnings that I've observed from the conversations of the past few months. This turning tide is inevitable. Our hearts are determined even when our voice shakes and belonging is central. So let's start with the first one. This turning tide is inevitable. I am so impressed By the amount of folks who do not know each other, who are talking about the need for the exact same thing. Cross-community, cross-identity, cross-geography, cross-country. So there's folks talking about the desperate need for more written resources around healing justice. There are many parallel intentions to gather people at this intersection. And there are specific ideas that are literally replicated across space. And when this happens, I feel and see that we have a choice. So we can either perceive the fact that many people are awakening in a similar way now as an invitation to competition, a sense of scarcity, a sense of ownership, like somebody got to this space first. And our other choice, other than becoming competitors, is that we can actually populate a lush ecology together. And being part of an ecology is not just a reality, although we are part of an ecology, whether we like it or not, or choose it or not. But it can be a very strategic and spiritual choice. And what I mean by that is that choosing to zoom out and see an entire ecology, all of the species that exist, some of which are very similar. There's a lot of different kinds of grasses and ground cover plants and trees, but they're all unique, right? And so zooming out and seeing that environment and then locating ourselves within it can bring so much health and perspective, and relieve pressure from what we're doing. If you want to really listen to an episode that's about relieving pressure, I would listen to the episode with um, Carlos Saavedra and Fatima Paulino about the long view of history, and really grounding in a Global South Indigenous perspective of understanding how long things take. Right, And when we can actually zoom out and locate ourselves in an ecology, suddenly we're freed up to contribute what we can, and that we don't need to own a space and we don't need to do it like right now. Carlos talked about in that episode, we often overestimate what we can do in one year, but underestimate what we can do in 10. And once we zoom out and start to realize our role in, in the ecology, we can actually start to be symbiotic with one another, right? If we can kind of differentiate and say, well, I'm a, I'm a plant and you're a plant too, but here's like the thing that distinguishes me, right? My leaves look this type of way, just a little bit different. It's not all about being different, but I know who I am. I know who you are. And what are the ways that we can share resources and make sure that we both get the sunlight and the water and the soil that we need, right? Right. And this is the place where it's really a spiritual choice to operate as if we're in an ecology, to operate in accordance with the reality that we are in an ecology. Um, To see ourselves as right-sized, and to be generous with one another, to be generative with one another, um, and to embrace the victory that this turning tide around healing justice conversation is inevitable, means liberation for all of us, right? And so there is no scarcity here. We need this conversation to be happening in every corner of the world. And that brings me to the next learning. Our hearts are determined even when our voice shakes. So if we need this conversation in every corner of the world, that means that we have to start speaking up. And something that strikes me incredibly deeply about the process of recording with people who, in my opinion, are like the most beautiful and profound people that I've ever met. That's why I wanted to do this project, so I can just literally hang out with them and listen to them and also share that listening with all of you so that I'm not just hoarding it for myself. And something that strikes me is that three of the most profound, powerful women that I just Completely admire that have come on the show have afterward felt so much insecurity, doubt about having conveyed their hearts and their visions uh, with full power. And The first time it happened, I just sort of worked with the person, and we were like, okay, should we re-record? What should we do? But then this pattern started happening, right? Like, we've only done around 15 episodes to have three people and always, like, brilliant women be questioning their voice in that type of way. I think I get a couple things from that. I mean, one is I just grieve the impact of patriarchy in— making brilliant women question their voice. Um, I also feel the gravity and intention of people who are holding the need and hope for this work so deeply in their being that it's really hard to feel like what we say or do is a rightful expression that can do justice to like the beauty and vision that's in our hearts of what a world would look like that brings external justice to our systems and the way we relate to one another and internal justice to our own healing and wholeness. And I just want to share that learning in a very incomplete way, that maybe if you're in a place where you're you have been raising your voice for a long time or you're starting to raise your voice now and speak heart and spirit and healing into rooms that are uh, all about transforming external conditions or maybe you are in primarily in a healing space and you're starting to speak up more about our role in combating systemic oppression. Know that the risk that you're taking in starting to speak up as a bridge between worlds is shared by even some of the most brilliant voices that you've heard on this podcast um, that sort of sense of exposure and uh, how would you say like a like a a trepidation around the gravity of what we need and whether we'll be able to articulate the fullness of that. Um, You're in a shared experience of holding that trepidation together. And shared experience brings me to the last point, which is that belonging is central. Belonging is central. So this learning came up for me. uh, It impacted me super deeply because in episode 13 with Prentice Hemphill, Prentiss talks about belonging. We got together to talk about how healing justice has played out in uh, the movement for Black Lives. Um, Prentiss used to serve as the healing justice director at the Black Lives Matter Network. And I wasn't necessarily expecting Prentice to talk a lot about belonging, but they did. And they talk about belonging as a political act and belonging as an antithesis to shame. And I never had really thought about before the ways that uh, systems of oppression and marginalization are actually constantly giving us stories about who doesn't belong. And so if you're on the receiving end with one of those marginalized identities, reclaiming a sense of internal belonging and rejecting uh, that narrative of domination is really central to healing, and it's also central to political empowerment. And so Prentice actually even offered a whole practice. You can go back and download it and try it if you feel like you need it, which we all do, really. <laughs> um, but this practice on belonging is about like actually reclaiming our own internal sense of belonging. And so that came up really in the context of talking about anti-Blackness in this country. Then the next week, this was not intentional, but we went right from uh having a conversation about blackness and belonging, to the next episode being about white ancestral healing, Uh, ancestral healing work for anti-racist white folks with Yardana Peacock and Kelly Jermaine Strickland. And suddenly, the word belonging is coming up all over the place in that conversation, too, talking about how whiteness creates a disconnect from our history and each other that makes us simultaneously belong everywhere as white folks, um, a function of privilege is being able to belong where you go, but also creates a function of belonging nowhere, that whiteness erases history and erases um, real stories of lineage and identity and and assimilates them into a a very shallow identity. And so white folks have also sacrificed a lot um, of, of true belonging Uh, in exchange for a shallow sense of belonging and privilege and advantage in this country. And um, it just really struck me that in both of these conversations, very disproportionate and completely distinct experiences of the pain of our racialized society from these different identities. And certainly there are so many more identities between these two. I don't mean to represent everybody, but just juxtaposing the way that these two... um, episodes followed one another, and both were circling around this theme, it makes me feel like this concept of belonging is so totally core to what we're doing. Belonging to ourselves, belonging to our histories, belonging to each other, um, and that our movements are also places where we're deeply seeking belonging. And what an absolutely sacred responsibility we have to show up the best we can to create a sense of belonging for the folks who are struggling alongside us, um, that maybe share our suffering, or maybe just share our commitment to ending that suffering. And so I want to hold belonging as a really central theme that's come out in the past couple months with a lot of respect um, and a lot of honor. (sighs) So those are my main learnings from the past couple of months that this turning tide is inevitable, and we have choices to make about showing up in a uh, symbiotic ecology with one another, that our hearts are determined even when our voice shakes, and we are not alone in uh, questioning and doubting um, our voices in this space. And we can move forward just knowing that together. And that belonging is of central importance And then, of course, always fueled by this sense that the hunger is real. With all of you who are writing in, with the people in different countries who have reached out, I'm having a call uh, really soon with a crew in South Africa who's been wanting to do a similar project and wants advice about podcasting. I mean, it's just like unbelievable. And so as we hunger together, the good news is that we can aggregate our wisdom, we can aggregate our experience, and we can feed one another And so some of that feeding that we'll be bringing y'all just from the very specific viewpoint of this virtual practice space, um, here's some of the topics you can expect coming your way. We'll be talking about how belonging is so rooted in the way that we be together and the incredibly vulnerable interdependence that we create in community, talking about relational culture. We'll be learning about how music is a tool to move our movements forward together and make people feel strong and united. And as Stefan Brackett of the Flowbot says, it makes our actions suck less. So that will be very exciting. Um, We will be talking about how resilience under the most adverse and oppressive of circumstances is possible, even in detention centers and some of the worst unjust places of suffering in our society and much, much more. So we're so excited to share these many conversations with you and want you to know that you, dear friend, have a place here. You belong. We need you, and this space is for you. For you, seriously. This space welcomes you and is for you. There is not a qualifier on that. You have full permission to listen to as much or as little as you want here. There is not an expectation for you to achieve anything in this space. You know that every week on Tuesdays we release our conversations. On Thursdays we release an accompanying practice. That's a lot of content every week. And when I talk to folks, if the podcast comes up, I I often try to preface by saying, don't worry if you haven't listened to everything. I can't even tell you how many people say to me, Oh, I'm not caught up, but I'm trying to get caught up. Listen, we feel not caught up in enough areas of our lives, okay? (laughs) So please don't let your own self care, your own commitment to healing be another area in which you feel behind. Let yourself listen to what you have time and space to listen to, let yourself go to it. Uh, when you're ready. And click on what's interesting. Um, it is not your homework to listen to every single episode in practice, although you're welcome to if you want. Uh, but just wanted to put a little disclaimer there that sometimes even in our healing work, we can get into like a pressure consumer mode of like we should be doing all the things or consuming all the things. And uh, you have permission and even my encouragement to let that go. Um, But we do have some invitations because if you're feeling called to contribute um, and participate more deeply, we welcome you with open arms. And so here's a couple ways that you can collaborate if you want to. Uh, There's been some beautiful people who have stepped forward and are joining the team as volunteers. There's a lot of different ways that can look. We're working on getting transcripts of our episodes, which is so, so important for accessibility. I'm grateful for the volunteers who are supporting me in figuring that out. We are working on artist and healer collaborations to create A healing justice podcast store where you can buy super cool stuff and it also helps fund this project. It's a win win for artists and healers that make products. So we're looking for volunteers to help with that program. We're always looking for volunteers on the production team who want to help with sound editing and learn about audio people who are good at fundraising and social media, and probably a bunch of other stuff that I haven't even thought of yet. So if you're interested in being a volunteer, go to our website at healingjustice.org, scroll all the way to the bottom, and when you uh, send us a message in our inbox, that comes straight to me, so I'll check that out. Another way you can support is by supporting at patreon.com slash healingjustice. There are Thirty-eight of you at the time of this recording that are giving on a monthly basis to the podcast that blows me out of the water. That's unbelievable, um, and many are giving around five dollars, five or ten dollars a month, um, and so we need folks to support. The podcast out of free will, like I said, we don't want to sell advertising. We're not going to put our practices behind a membership model where you have to pay to get access to practices to support you. Um, This is an act of actually doing the reverse of that, is just giving this work away. It doesn't belong to me or really to any of our guests to sell anyway, but we do need your support to make this project possible. So if you feel like you can chip in, you can go to patreon.com slash healingjustice. And it also helps us so much when you do really simple things like share with your friends, share the episodes, share on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see those links in the show notes. Um, and it helps when you give us a review, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes or you're listening on Google Play or Stitcher or even on Facebook, how you can give like a, a certain star review on Facebook, Um Help us out by sharing and by giving us a positive review that actually really helps. Um, two more things you can do. You can use the practices in your team or your organization or even on your own. There's a bunch of them that you can do yourself. Um, and share back with us on social media or via email how it goes. Those stories really fuel us to keep going and keep us clear about who we're supporting in what ways so that we can remain um. Uh, True to what is needed, right? Let us know what you need and let us know what is supporting you. And you can also share an affirmation on the show. Like I said, you could share love in one of the community segments, and you can do that by going to healingjustice.org and looking in the upper right hand corner to share an affirmation. So we thank you so much for being here. If you are still listening to my voice, bless you. There's a lot of my voice happening right now. Um, but I do want to thank Jose and thank Helen, um, for the prompting around synthesizing some of the things that I'm learning and sharing back notes from the field with you all. Um, for those of you who are really interested in digging into, um, what the healing justice ecology is looking and feeling and tasting like. Um, and so that's my perspective. We'd love to hear yours. You can share it on social media or send us a message to our inbox on the website. Um, and would love to know what you're seeing in your corner of the ecology so that we can continue to share out and learn together. Thank you so much for your commitment to this community your commitment to building movements that transform our world and your commitment to your own healing journey so that you can show up more powerfully in your purpose. And that is of deep collective benefit to all of us. Thank you for being with us. Hear you next week.